Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Start Church podcast, Beyond the Call, the podcast that is empowering and equipping pastors and ministry leaders to protect what God has given them to lead. My name is Zach, and I will be your host today. And I'm joined here today with Nathan Camp, our, our chief marketing officer here at Start Church. And uh, so welcome, Nathan. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, Zach. I, I love the topic we're talking about today and yeah. ministries, right? Yeah, so I, I want you to talk to us a little bit about what it's... Give us the five steps that, that pastors and ministry leaders need to think about when they're starting a church. Yeah, sure. I know that... that a lot of pastors are overwhelmed by that, so let's let's give them some uh, some comfort. Well, I think we're hearing more and more people saying, I, "I know that at some point I'm called to start a church, but I, I think maybe I'm a ministry in the mm-hmm. beginning." And they say, mm-hmm. "I I don't want to have a congregation on Sunday, but I want to have Bible studies. I want to have outreach. I'd like to be tax deductible. I'd like to mm-hmm. ordain minister. Where do I fit?" And that's where the ministry comes in. Uh, sure. It is a different delineation uh, between a church and a ministry, and if you have any questions about which one you are, feel free to give us a call, even right now at 844-641-5718, and our team can walk you through. Or you can email us at podcast at startchurch.com. Or email, for yeah, you. whichever yeah. works easier for you. And so here's what I'd love to do, Zach, as you just mentioned, I think there's five steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had the privilege of helping start probably a thousand ministries through Start Church here. And here's the five steps we encourage every ministry to take. And again, if you need those steps taken, you can give us a call today. We'd love to help you. Uh, the first thing is incorporating. You know, incorporating your ministry is really the first kind of a legal birth certificate, if you will. This is where you've picked your corporate name. This is where you are deciding your purposes, uh, where you're beginning to have your foundational documents saying whether you can license and ordain. Ministries can ordain. A lot of people think, well, I have to start a church in order to ordain ministers. It's just not the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ministries can be able to do that as well. Uh, So it's in the incorporating. Another reason we really encourage people to do this is that you can have limited legal liability. Mm-hmm. A lot of ministers will choose to incorporate because they say, we're out in the community. Uh, we're watching children. We've got events going. How do I make sure that we've got the best liability protection possible? And that's really where the incorporation comes in. So in that origination document, it's where you begin to state your purposes, where you begin to uh, take on some limited legal liability, where you discern whether you're going to ordain or not. And quite honestly, it's where you get the ball rolling for the 501c3. So, so really, this is the starting point. To move forward through all of these steps, this is the first crucial one you need to start with. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's what we do at Star Church. We try to think through the end game in mind. So your goal isn't just to be approved at the state level. Uh, I'm, I'm here, we're sitting here in the beautiful state of Georgia right now. Mm-hmm. And if you and I wanted to incorporate today, we could file articles of incorporation and send them to the Secretary of State. And in the same day, they're going to approve a bar, a barber shop in our church, right? Or our ministry. Sure. What's interesting is the state is only thinking about the state. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about the additional content that should be in that foundational document that will ultimately get them approved at the federal level. 
Right. One thing I love about our Start Right program is when we uh, partner with a pastor to help them uh, do their incorporation underneath their guidance, what we like to do is hear from them what their vision is, and then we give them all the insight they need to incorporate their ministries uh, in a way that will get them five I like that you used, compliant. I like that you used partner. I think that's important for, for our listeners to hear is that we're not just... Uh, just another business out there trying to get them, uh, yeah, them compliant. We're, we want to partner with them and see them succeed. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, um, we work for you. Exactly. You know, our job mm-hmm. is the behind the scenes to help pastors be equipped, as you said in, a minute ago, to protect what God has given them to lead. I, I'm a church planner. I've planted two churches. I've used the Start Right program twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love what we do here. And it, again, it starts with the incorporation. Now, here's the second step. Once we do that, we want to go to what we call the FEIN. That's the Federal Employer Identification Number. Mm -hmm. And this does not make you tax-exempt. I heard people call and say, I have my tax-exempt number, and they read off of FEIN. Really what this is, if the... If the Articles of Incorporation were kind of like your birth certificate, mm-hmm. this is going to be kind of like your Social Security number. I see. It's yes. so really for financial history, um, the ability for you to open up a checking account, right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's important. You want to make sure to get that right uh, and the right delineation. Zach, you and I right now can go to irs.gov. We can apply and get an EIN number in probably 10 minutes. But because a lot of times uh, we're lead pastors, we tend to be happy clickers, we often will check the wrong box sure. and say we're a, a church or a ministry or a, a, and some other item and really get the wrong EIN. As we're talking about ministries today, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that the ministry selects the right EIN. Mm-hmm. Now, that will alert the IRS that some things are going to happen. There's a responsibility sure. on the ministry to file a Form 990, and maybe I'll do that as a bonus step at the end today. Okay. But you want to make sure to get that done properly so that you can open up a checking account and begin to take those donation, tithes, offerings. So, and if they click the wrong box, it's it's putting them in a whole different category. There's a whole correct. different... Okay, that so that's why correct. it's important. Sure. Yeah, so you want to do that straight away and make sure you get the right EIN number. So first step, incorporate. Mm-hmm. Second step is EIN. Then here's a big step creating your ministry's bylaws. Mm-hmm. Zach, I think other than the scriptures, this is probably the most important document to a pastor. Yeah, and explain to what bylaws are, because I think some people may be confused by what that, that phrase means. Sure, that's a great point. Uh, it's really the foundational vision of the ministry. It's the document that helps protect you. It's the document that helps say what you stand for. It's your governing document, if you will. It gives the rules and the guidelines upon which your ministry will operate. Now, mm-hmm. here's a couple things on bylaws. Number one is bylaws need to reflect the way you actually do ministry. Again, if we partner with you uh, here at Start Church in our Start Right program, our job is to hear from you, you know, to empower you. We give you examples of all of the um, templates that you need to find out what exactly is right for you. You can find out best practices, and you're creating your bylaws in a way that represents your ministry. Because, Zach, a lot of people don't understand this. When they apply for tax-exempt status, they'll actually send in their bylaws. Mm -hmm. And if their ministry was to ever be audited, the IRS is going to refer to the bylaws they sent and say, this is how you told us you were going to do your ministry, so show us that. Sure, and uh, we want to make sure that the bylaws aren't copy and pasted from my That's favorite what I was about ministry to ask, down isn't, the road. Isn't where pastors are just sharing them back and forth, like, "Hey, this is the way we do it." That sounds great. I want to do the same thing. Can we do the same thing? Absolutely. And then they're not following by those bylaws. And usually, they're trying to honor. I love this ministry; they've been around forever, and I'd like to use their documents. But you can't have another man's vision. 
Sure. You have to have the way you do ministry reflected mm-hmm. in your bylaw. So we like to make sure that you're thinking through clarifying your purpose as an organization. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we're talking about being a ministry today. So what is the ministry that God has given you? It provides protection by saying, here's the type of government. So is your ministry board-led? Is your ministry uh, uh, team-led? Is it board-led? How is, how is that going to be run? That's all defined in your, in your bylaws. Uh, also, it talks about how the board can and cannot make decisions, how they operate. Um, a lot of pastors and ministry leaders are concerned about being voted out or about how that's going to work. That's all spelled out in the bylaws. In the bylaws, even, yeah. even conflict. Sure. I mean, you read the New Testament, it has a lot to say about uh, handling money and about conflict and about leadership. It's kind of what we say here in the bylaws. Well, so then eventually, I mean, that your bylaws are going to keep stacking up, stacking up because there's going to be you want it to be very specific, correct? Yeah, I think this is this is where you don't want to skimp. Sure, you want to definitely take the time to write bylaws that are reflective of your vision. So your ministry has a vision, and your heart has a way that you want that ministry done. You need bylaws that reflect that, right? So to start a ministry, we need, we have to become incorporated. We have to have an FEIN. And we have to have very clear bylaws that are very specific to uh, what our ministry is going to be uh, be doing, right? Exactly. I like to call them ironclad. Yeah. I like ironclad bylaws that represent your vision. If if you are listening to this today and you're saying, "Hey, I want to start a ministry," and I'm not I'm not really sure how to start, and uh, yeah, I'm hearing these steps, but I'm I'm a little overwhelmed by it. Uh, we like Nathan mentioned earlier, we do have our Start Right program. Um, and we will walk you through everything. We will partner with you, help you do every single step, guide you through every single step so that you know without a shadow of a doubt that you have it correct. So that if you want to if you want to start w- there with us with our Start Right program, give us a call at 844-641-5718 or you can email us at uh, podcast at startchurch.com. So, so Nathan, we've got three down. So what's the fourth? So the fourth one, and a lot of people don't think about this, but it is establishing policies and procedures. Yeah, I think that's crucial. And people can think about this. Your bylaws, if they're the fundamental and foundational piece of your ministry, policies are the document that tells you how that fleshes out day to day. You know, you have a policy that says, um, I want to have accountable reimbursement. Well, how does that flesh out? You have an Mm -hmm. accountable reimbursement policy. This is the way we're going to live out the vision that we have in our bylaws. When we do it, if we do the Start Right program for people, we give them the accountable reimbursement, a conflict of interest. A lot of times board members need to understand how that works. Uh, Benevolence. A key part of any ministry is being able to be benevolent. Well, how is that done? Mm-hmm. How is there a financial transaction? How do we handle the requests that come in constantly? Uh, indemnification, anti-terrorism, all these kind of policies that are both legal and they're strategic. Sure. This is how we live them out. How do, how do you uh, maintain the altar? Sure. How do you interact with children? These are policies that live out the vision that you stated in your bylaws. And you said that with our Start Right program, these these things are included plus more. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh, cool. We're trying to equip, again, from the beginning, uh, you know, Zach, I mentioned before, I've used the Start Right program. What it does for me as a pastor mm-hmm. is it allows me to work more on the ministry than on the administration. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed easy rails to run on. Sure. And I wouldn't have ever thought about policies. But then when I hear from Start Church, I understand, oh, this is this is really going to help me multiply the clarity that's in my heart mm-hmm. to be able to have execution at the front lines. Yeah, you just give them that that policy and say, here's here's how it, here's, here's how we operate. Exactly. And you don't have to keep regurgitating that over and over exactly. and over again. You just, there it is. Exactly. All right, so we have four down. So what's the fifth one? Okay, the big number five, and this is probably the heaviest lifting 
Okay. This is probably the one that everybody wants to hear. Yeah, the most. sure. Is how do I get my five hundred one c three? And that's mm-hmm. really the the point here is applying for the five hundred one c three recognition. Um, here at Star Church, we use what's called Form ten twenty three. That's mm-hmm. for a church or a ministry, uh, and that is really your application to say we've. We've really read Section 501c3 of the tax code, which is the section that deals with how to become tax-exempt. We've read that section. We feel like that's how we're going to lead our ministry, and so we fill out the application and send that to them. Now, uh, the law would say that you should do that within 27 months of ordination, excuse me, of incorporation. So if you're out there and you're saying, I'm, I incorporated a year or so ago, but I still haven't applied, today might be a good day. Yeah, you might want to start. Uh, and even if you're beyond it, we've got some ways we can help you if you just want to give us a call. But sure. Yeah, applying for that is very, very important. Um, it, it's a big form, Form 23. I think it's anywhere between you know 25 pages when it's blank to 70, up to 100 sometimes when you fill out the actual application. And in fact, one of the reasons we, we love to do this portion for churches. Um, with the Start Right program, is that the IRS assumes it's going to take 150 hours mm-hmm. in order to fill out this application correctly. Right. I just want to take that off a pastor's plate. I want to let them disciple and do their lead teams and preach and let do us do the quote unquote fun yeah, part of the ministry. Yeah, we'll do, I guess, yeah. yeah, do that part. And you know, we've helped around 16,000 churches and ministries, and this is one of those key parts that over and over. I feel like we're helping people with. And then you get your letter. Here's what happens once you apply. Uh, you get a letter of recognition. Uh, so you have that letter, and then your name goes on Publication 78, which is basically the list of all known tax-exempt organizations. This really does a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you're a new ministry in, in an area, uh, what you're really trying to build is trust. And when people say, well, who are you? You know, If I give some a donation to you, is he, are you tax-exempt? To be able to have that letter, to be able to say, go look us up on Publication mm-hmm. 78, to say, we have gone through the process of compliance, there's no better way uh, to establish a sense of uh, security and trust in that area. And the nice thing, again, when we do uh, the Start Right program here is we talk to the IRS on your behalf. Uh, sometimes they call you in the middle of dinner and ask you something, and the courts have ruled that it's not binding on them, sure. but your answers will be binding on you. So sure. you can just simply say, if we're doing the work for you, I'm not the best representative. Start Church is. Sure. Call them. And so those five and steps— mo- And most people don't do that, right? That, that's something that's unique to Start Church, correct? Yeah. I mean, we want to try to be the representative. Again, our job is to work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, our job is the behind the scenes, helping pastors feel confident when they're in their pulpits or when they're out sharing on the streets, however their ministry is operating. Um, and these steps— incorporating. That's going to protect your ministry. If you haven't taken that step yet, uh, a lot of ministries are, are deciding to incorporate from the very beginning. Again, we would love to help you, uh, arm you to do everything you need to incorporate your own ministry, uh, your EIN. Make sure you get that right. Uh, creating those constitutional bylaws that are reflective of your ministry, policies and procedures that they are going to help flesh out and clarify the vision. And then number five is going to be that that tax-exempt 501c3 status, knowing that you know that you can guarantee tax deduction. At the beginning of this, you said there was a bonus thing yeah. you wanted to throw in there. So why don't you why don't you give these guys a, a, a bonus? Good call. I don't know if a siren should go off or something. Or here, like here's, ding, ding, ding. here's the bonus step. Blue light as, special. as a ministry, um, the law is going to require you to fill out what's called a Form 990. It's essentially a tax return. Now, you're not paying taxes. You're a tax-exempt organization if you've gone through the right process. But we still have to report those taxes. Mm -hmm. There's three different kinds. There's the uh, 990N, there's the 990EZ, and the 990 long. The differentiating factor is really the the amount of money 
and resources that have come into your ministry. Uh, Again, if you need any help at deciding which one that you need to file, you can call us at 844-641-5718 or email us at podcast at startchurch.com. But this is an important step, Zach. A lot of people miss this step. In fact, if you miss it for two years in a row, many times the, the you'll just be dissolved. Right. They will I, revoke your 501c3 status, and they'll say, well, you're not in compliance anymore. Right. You get a little love letter from the IRS sure. that says, we haven't heard from you. And so, and well, um, during that that time, you're you're accruing late fees. Twenty is it twenty dollars a day? Is that correct? It, it, it can be up to it that. Can be yeah. Up to that. yeah. So it's very important to file this every single year. Again, we do that here. That's mm-hmm. another thing we we want to serve. And um, this isn't isn't some major sales pitch. This is just really we just want to help. We want to help pastors. They can forget Absolutely. about the step, and then they realize two years later they never filled it out. They didn't even know about it. And they get a letter saying you've been revoked. That's a tough thing to go through sure. a re- revocation process. Um, but I think those are the steps, the five plus the bonus, that if I was starting a ministry today, those are the five steps I think the, the most successful ministries are choosing to do uh, because it helps give them the most protection, the most clarity, and the strongest foundation. Awesome. Well, thanks, Nathan. This has been a tremendous amount of information for, for me to process, and I know I'm sure for our listeners to be able to process as well. Um, and so if, if you're out there listening and you, you're saying, hey, look, I, I'm ready to start my ministry. God's called me. I, I, now I feel equipped to do that. Um, but I don't know uh, if I can do it myself. Let us, let, us, uh, let us do that for you. Let us partner with you. We want to, like, like Nathan said, it's not a sales pitch. It's honestly, we want to be there as a, as a tool and a resource for pastors and ministry leaders. So Give us a call at 844-641-5718 or give us, uh, shoot us an email at podcast at startchurch.com. We would love to talk to you. We'd love to, to help you out and, and get your ministry started on the right, uh, right start. So uh, once again, thanks again for listening to another episode of Start Church Podcast, Beyond the Call. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844 641 5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.